0: Hi, welcome to another episode of FTU, Life After the Military. I'm your host, uh, Tony Rodriguez, and today I am honored to be uh, have my friend on, uh, Bill. Uh, he just recently got out of the military, and he his transition was very successful, and so I wanted to bring him on so, so he could, he could discuss that. And maybe if you're looking for a house, he's not a realtor, but maybe he can help you uh, get some appropriate financing so you don't get ripped off. Um so bill with that? It's on you, buddy.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you first off very very much for for bringing me on. Um it's funny that you, you know, you introduce yourself as Tony even though I I still know you as Mass Masarn or First Sergeant Rodriguez. So, uh you'll you'll always be that in my head for sure. Um but yeah, thank you very very much for bringing me on. Um you know, I, I I heard about your your podcast um, a couple months ago, actually, uh, or or just the idea at first. And now you're actually taking action and going after it, so it's very very cool. So I'm excited to see where this podcast goes in the future. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, hey, i you know even if um, whatever I say today helps one person, that's awesome.
0: All right, Bill. Um, yeah, so. Like I said, you just recently got out. Can you uh, just tell the audience a little bit about how did you prepare for uh, the transition? And then what was that transition like, like actually taking the uniform off? And then uh, I see you're sporting that, you know, beautiful beard. And then, uh, you know, what made you go into that and grow out the beard?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. Uh, I love the beard too. (laughs) It feels nice. But yeah, so I, uh, just a quick backstory. Um, I, I just got out after uh, 10 years. So I'm actually technically on terminal leave still. So I'm still in, in the military uh, by their means. Um, but I'm, I'm a full-time mortgage lender now for a veterans lending group, um, helping military members and veterans with, um, you know, VA VA home loans. Um, it's a benefit that's heavily underused. So I essentially went from, Know, the military active duty for 10 years uh into an organization that still has a, a really big military culture which is uh, i think helped in the transition uh majorly um but yeah so that the transition itself uh i mean like most other people can you know can can say is what was very scary uh scary and nerve-wracking at the same time um you know going from 10 years of not having to worry about, you know, the next upcoming paycheck uh, and insurance, um, you know, it, it definitely, uh, you kind of take that for granted. So, you know, going, going from that steady paycheck and steady income to, you know, getting back in the civilian sector and, and really, um, you know, ha- having to really, really work for your paycheck, like fight for your pay and your medical benefits and everything like that. Uh, for sure, was scary. Uh, at the same time, you know, the sole income provider for my family. Uh, my wife's a stay-at-home mom. We have a one and a half-year-old right now, with uh, another baby on the way. So, you know, being um, being the sole income provider, that was also weighing heavily on my mind as well. Um, you know that I I think I was set up for success. Um, not only just. In the military, but um, during the, the out-processing time as well, um, due to all the resources the military provided um, and all the the support network that I had, um, not just in the military but out of the military as well, um, that's probably one of the biggest things I, I would say for people that are considering, um, you know, whether it's ETSing or retiring to to always just build your networks out. Um, you never know. Um, how you can help them and and how they can help you, vice versa. Um, having having the support networks to kind of lean on or ask questions here and there. Um, I mean, was a huge huge factor and, and helped you know tremendously in the transition. So, but yeah, um, I, you know, I I, I wanted to you know, I wanted to get out due to uh, many, many reasons. Uh, A lot of, a lot of it came down to my family. So, um, you know, I, I fully, fully respect people that, you know, have done 20 plus years in the military. Um, I don't know how they can do that. Uh, So I applaud them for that. But at the same time, I just, my my priorities changed a little bit. So, you know, I wanted to be there for my family, but also kind of, uh, kind of go off on my own and, and, really, you know, be able to expand um, and almost take the entrepreneurial role um, and not be really confined by the military, if that makes sense. So, you know, overall, the, again, the, the the transition has been very stressful, very scary, very nerve-wracking. Um, but, you know, for, for those who take action and have a plan, stick to the plan and, um, you know, just, just know that like your time is going to be, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be great once you put it in. So it's just, uh, you know, just kind of writing it out right now and then we'll we'll see where this goes. Um, one, one of the last things with my transition right now that I kind of keep it in the back of my head is having a, a no fail plan. So <clears throat> um, years and years and years and years ago uh, in my military service, uh, I was going through a training program. And a mentor of mine said, Hey, um, you know, what's your plan A, B, and C? And I was giving him my plan A, B, and C. And he said, He stopped me after plan A. He said, Whatever you do, do not have a plan B or C because you'll, uh, once you, you know, w- once times get tough, you'll naturally gravitate towards the plan Bs and Cs. So, you know, getting out of the military, I only have a plan A. And it's a it's a no fill plan. So having that in the back of your head um, and knowing that just like you you have no other option but to succeed um, is has definitely helped me as well.
0: No, that's great. That's that's awesome to hear a different perspective because I mentioned on this podcast before that for me getting out, you know, I I took about ten years to to plan how I was going to escape. Right, you make the great escape out of the military. Um, But for me, uh, I uh, talked to my buddy, um, Chris, this weekend, and we were talking about how being in the military, especially being in civil affairs, that prepared me. I applied to probably, I don't know, 10, 20 different job fields, right? Mm -hmm. From being uh, a city planner to working as the um, applying for like the number two for the attorney general in the state of North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. To to being a, a, a shift supervisor down at Smithfields, right, where they do the hog slaughtering. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I worked in uh, a factory before, so I have experience mm-hmm. in that. And being in the military, I have management. So it was a wide variety of things that I applied for. But for me, it was important to – I wanted to do it all on my own. I didn't want any – I didn't want to be hired because – I knew somebody in the military. I didn't want the military taking credit for my success on this one. Mm-hmm. This is all me. Now that's probably the worst way to go about it—to <laughs> <laughs> not network, not uh, you know take any assistance whatsoever. But for me, it paid off.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so what I like to try to get across in this podcast is that there's no one set way because we've all run into people who are getting out of the military, and they're they're going to tell you like. Well, this is how you have to do it because evidently they're experts, right? Because we always know, we all know that one person who is an expert in everything. Of course.
1: (laughs) Right.
0: And it's like, well, where are you working at? Well, I'm working at Walmart. Well, why am I going to listen to you? Yeah. Yeah. So I I try to provide just different perspectives and different ideas so people can go about it um, in whichever way works best for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to caveat on that. So, yeah, exactly. There's there's many, many strategies. It's not, there's not one, you know, right way. Um, but kind of the takeaway, I think, for, for both of us is that um, whether the transition, you know, the transition was supported by a network or just done solely, um, we still took action and we stuck to the plan, whether it was a plan with the network or just by ourselves. So I think that's kind of the biggest takeaway is, like, going after it, taking action, and and sticking to what we, you know, set out for.
0: Uh, So you mentioned something earlier about you really enjoy the freedom of being out, right? And, like, I'm not going to say the military held us back because there are a lot of opportunities in the military, and I don't know about you, but I developed a pretty broad skill set, which I really appreciate. However, growing up when I was younger, I had a stutter and I had a lisp, right? So who would have thought that I would have a podcast?
1: Yeah, it's um, you know,
0: I'm not the type of person that's going to stand in front of a, ca- a crowd and give a motivational speech, right? That's not who I am. Hey, you and
1: if, say that you say that now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, even if I tried it, it probably wouldn't come off very well. Um, so what? Who cares, right? I mm-hmm. now I have the freedom to try something new, and my first podcast episode that I did was. Very scary. Very, it was me sitting alone in my office, right, at home. And it was very scary and intimidating. But so what? Why not try something new? Exactly. And I wanted to have you on here because I respect you a great deal, Bill. I think you're very intelligent. And I like that you had your plan, that a lot of people at 10 years are not sure what they're going to do. So they just decide, hey, I'm going to stay in. I'll ride it out and uh, I'll for that security. And you didn't. You were... You weren't afraid to win.
1: Yeah, that was and that was the scary part. <laughs> um, yeah, and and a, a lot of my mindset comes as far as you know trying to never stay in your comfort zone. And again, like I, you know, if if someone if someone loves like absolutely loves their job and, and loves what they do, um, you know, all all for it. Um, but at the same time. You know, I, I, I advise and recommend people to always um, always try to get outside of your comfort zone. A lot of people, like you are saying, they get that 10-year mark and they just become comfortable. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like, of course, you know, from 10 years on in the military, you're still going to, you know, you're still learning, you're still adapting and everything. But, um, you know, jumping out and... You know, just taking, taking that risk um, is going to be a, a, a lesson learned, you know, personally. So I feel like, uh, you know, getting out of my comfort zone by doing this, uh, I'm going to learn, you know, tenfold uh, potentially what I could have learned in the military. Um, and, and I I mean, I wanted to say also that, the you know, of course, like you were just mentioning, the military has done, you know, so much on developing us um you know physically mentally spiritually from the get-go so from the time that you joined and the time that i joined until now um uh, i just i can't i can't thank you know the military enough for everything that um it's provided and i've gained from it um and, and i i you know i recommend everybody joining actually um you whether it's three or four years of first enlistment or you know 20 plus years like you're you're going to gain something from the military um it's just that some people are you know they're they're ready to leave after their first enlistment or after 10 years or 20 years so um i'll always take the positive and just leave the negative
0: yeah no definitely bill and i applaud you for that but i just to be perfectly honest, I told my children that if they ever tried to join the military, I'd break their kneecaps. <laughs> uh, because well, there, I mean, yeah. for for me, there's other ways for them to serve their country. They don't true, have to join the military. You know? mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but um, when I was down in South America, I saw um, the people uh, in Peace Corps, right? And there was this other organization. It's called World Teach. Um, okay, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like Peace Corps, but these people just go out there to, like, teach in these developing nations, right? Yeah. Well, what's, yeah. what's different about Peace Corps is that these people, they have to save up their own money.
1: Oh, really? To join wow. the
0: program. Yeah. And then I went out to go see where they were staying. You know, I was in the beautiful country of Guyana, right? Mm-hmm. Thank, thank God I never have to go there again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But so I went out to we were complaining about the little shack hotel we were in right because it was they only had cold water and they had mosquito nets but they weren't very good they had a couple of holes in them and they didn't there was no AC there was a fan and we were complaining about that right and then we saw these two girls and they were in rural teach and they showed us where they were staying it it was literally a hut really dirt floors just like They asked us, Well, where are you staying? It's like, Well, we're staying at this hotel, you know, up in Mm -hmm. up in the town. It's like, Oh, we save our money up so we can share a room once a month overnight, Uh so we can go take a shower in in that hot water. It's like hot water, water, what are you talking about? It's like Mm -hmm. they had to go down to the river (laughs) and fetch buckets of water and take it back into this like metal tub that they had bought on the economy and fill it up with water and they had (laughs) they had it up on, on cinder blocks so they could put fire like wood underneath so they could like light a fire to try to warm the water.
1: And these are, these are people in the organization.
0: Yes. In world
1: teach out there
0: teaching the kids of Guyana out in, in the Amazon. Wow. And Hmm. I asked them, well, what are you guys getting in return? Are they going to pay for your masters? Like, no, we're just getting experience. It's like, I blew my mind. It's like that's insane.
1: Yeah, yep. That's that's how that's how true to the mission they were. That's that's crazy.
0: So that's when I uh, my eyes were open and I realized. Wow, well, I'm not tough at all. These young ladies, they're they're tough.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, we're. I mean, and even just going through life, you always like. It's always good to remember and to tell yourself like someone always, always, always has it worse than you.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I enjoyed the military because I, you know, prior to coming in, I thought I was poor. And then, you know, going to Iraq, going to um, South America, going to, you know, that one trip to Mozambique, I got to see what poverty really is. And Mm -hmm. so I realized that I have never been poor a second in my life. Right. And so it brought a new appreciation Mm -hmm. um, for our country and just for being in the military, because whatever you want to say about the military, I never went hungry and I never went without clean water.
1: Exactly, So that, that sounds perfect for your kids, right?
0: <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Go work for the state department, be overworked and underpaid, but at least yeah. you're, you know, taken care
1: of. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, and even, you know, just given, just, uh, just being a, a community member and giving back to society. I mean, even that in itself is, is, you know, wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, serving, um, it definitely isn't for everyone and like i was saying i even you know, i i i do recommend it um but yeah it, it's not for everyone um so yeah you know like the like you're saying there's just there's many many routes and ways um to go about still serving your community and the united states without actually joining the military
0: hey bill um can you tell us a little bit about sfl tap and what do you think about that uh, Pros and cons. What would you know? Just general thoughts over all of that. Sure,
1: absolutely. Um, I yeah, I did think um, overall SFL Tap was a very good, positive um, program. So um, I, I think just like with anything in life, in the military, you get in what you put out. It or you sorry, you get out what you put in. Um, so you know they they have classes set up. They have you know everything is structured. Um, <clears throat> There are a, a ton of resources, um, but it's just the, the fact that whether or not soldiers are going to actually, you know, take advantage and use these resources, that's, that's where, it, you know, the, the potential problems or issues come into play. Um, but yeah, so I, I actually, um, I opted in all, I opted into all of the, um, what they're called, tracks um, that they had. So one was uh, like, uh, for example, entrepreneurial one. Uh, slash business one was educational and the other one was employee so I actually took all three of them and so I had like triple the amount of classes that most people have when they're getting out but I I did it just to to be as educated and informed as possible because um, you know I I still want to tap into my GI Bill you know I still you know I'm going into uh, I'm into the civilian sector right now so the employment sector Uh, and then eventually long you know down the road, I want to get into entrepreneurship. So, the you know, I, I recommend you know taking advantage of Sfltap. Um Everything is set up, you know, for success. It's just a matter of you applying yourself and taking advantage of the of the resources. Um, you know, I've, I have talked to a lot of people that uh, were you know really disgruntled and and negative about it, but at the same time, like, hey, just you know. <laughs> take advantage of the resources like they're there for you so if you don't like them you know you know absorb them and then pass them on and then move to the next one but they are there they are to you know they're help um <clears throat> and something else that i used um which i highly highly rec- recommend was called skill bridge or career skills it goes by both names um long story short this is um separate from sfl tap but this program Career Skills or Skill Bridge was a program that uh, basically allows you to intern while on active duty um, at a, a company of choice. Um, and I, I actually interned at Veterans Sending Group, which is where I'm at now. So I, I was able to intern with them for three months while on active duty. Um, and, you know, along with SFL TAP, this internship. Um, through skill bridge was also one of the, the main reasons why my transition was so successful.
0: Yeah. So you bring that up and you know, that's, that's true. Um, so I didn't do an internship, but I, I did the, um, program through onward to opportunity to get my, um, PMP certification. So nice.
1: very nice. Uh,
0: um, I'm hoping to have Alicia on within the next few weeks um, so she can explain that whole process uh, because they offer more than just a, the PMP certification. The, so for whoever's listening, who might be listening, and if you're still in the military, uh, you know I want to apologize because I, I've heard through some of my networks that they're still – so, Bill, if, if I'm not mistaken, you had to have yours signed off, correct, by the battalion commander?
1: Uh, correct. And actually, um, I-, I thought, I thought I was supposed to be brigade commander at first, but, um, that was just if the, you know, if I was to go outside the certain mileage radius, uh, but because mine was remote, um, I, I did not need that extra signature.
0: Yeah. So, um, for us, it was pretty easy, right? Because I mean, uh, the Colonel that we had, I don't want to mention his name cause he's still in. Um, but that's when I met him. I knew that it was probably time to retire because it wasn't going to get better than that. So you leave on a high note, right? You don't, because after him, it, it's probably going to get worse. Uh, so that's why that's part of the reason why I decided to retire. But he was willing to allow us to pursue that opportunity. Um, what I've heard in some of the conventional units that the battalion commanders are not willing to allow that—that that it has to go to. That there's some units out there that are. They have a board made up by first sergeants in the battalion, and then, and then the first. No, this is not army policy. This is absurd. This is ridiculous. This is part of the reason why I had to get out. Because like a board, what do you like? No, this is insane. Like you're the Mm -hmm. battalion commander, make a decision.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm supposed to entrust you with my life when we go to combat, but you can't make a decision on this. (laughs) It's like come on buddy you're killing me here if you, if it's going to be no then just say no
1: right mm-hmm.
0: stop with this this charade this parading around this this nonsense just say no when even that it's like why is it no like yeah. if you yeah, do yeah, your like, time you should be afforded these opportunities
1: yeah and, and this is it comes back to hey if, if a soldier wants to better themselves uh, challenge themselves in any certain way like trying to you know whether it's educate anything, you know, trying to better themselves. Like I don't see why there should be any, you know, anybody holding them back.
0: No, no, no of, of course not. But again, that's why I like to try to, I try to make sure that everybody understands our perspective. Cause we're talking about these programs, but I'm also not naive. I know that we were in a very good place. Right. Right. Uh, when, when that, last sergeant major came in. It's like, wow, this is it. This is perfect. This is what I've been waiting for, for 21 and a half years. It's not going to get better. I have to get out now. <laughs> right? And it sounds ridiculous, but it's, <laughs> you know, that's what it was. Cause he was the last piece to that, to make my last year in the military, just the most pleasant time I've ever had in at least the military, if not my yeah. life.
1: Wow. wow.
0: Um, so I'm very appreciative and grateful to both of them. Uh, but Bill, so can you tell us just a little bit about what you're doing now and how you're out there helping veterans? Because I know you're doing that.
1: Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I, I'm i currently full-time with uh, a mortgage lender called Veterans Lending Group. So uh, I help uh, military members and veterans primarily um, use their VA benefit, their VA home loan benefit. Um, so I, again, like I was saying in the past, um, you know, going from the military, I, I wanted to get into a company that still had somewhat of a military camaraderie and um, and culture. And Veterans Lending Group, I mean, from the companies that I saw, Veterans Lending Group by far had the best, um, you know, whether it was camaraderie or culture or just uh, family like feeling in general. Um, so that's that, you know, that was a, an easy, easy choice for me, uh, when, when transitioning out. So, but yeah, I, I help military members and veterans, um, use their VA benefit, um, because whether there's, you know, a lot of misinformation out there or just military members and veterans not knowing that they have that benefit. Um, right now, you know, my main goal is to educate and inform them, um, because there's, you know, whether the market isn't, you know, in an up or down, um, they still have this benefit. They still sacrifice their time, uh, their family's time. They still, you know, serve their country. And um, just talking to, again, these service members that either don't know about this benefit or they know about it and they just don't know how to use it uh, that's what that's what my role is is to help them, you know, begin and uh, begin this process and kind of guide them through it, um, so that they can use their benefit and become home homeowners.
0: No, yeah, that that's great, Bill. Um, because you know, when I purchased my house back in 2005, I had no idea about about how to go about it. I just, you know, went to the realtor and basically just follow their directions because. I didn't know if I had to put down a down payment. I didn't know about any of it. I didn't know what paperwork to fill out. And so I'm, I'm very happy that she was an honest person and, you know, helped me out and didn't try to take advantage of me and get me into some sort of crazy 10% loan or some, some nonsense, you know?
1: Right, right. Yeah. And, uh, and we, so us at better Lending Group, we actually do, um, approximately 90% VA loans. So... Uh, we we of course do all the you know the usual residential loans as well, uh, but VA loans are definitely our specialty. So you know, trying to help military is is our main goal, um, because like you're saying, like there's uh, you know a lot of times first time home buyers or just just home buyers in general they they rely heavily heavily on the realtors and real estate agents uh, for that information and and they really trust them and so. Um, you know, in, in the process of me working at Veterans Learning Group, I'm also trying to, um, you know, put out social media videos and content in general to um, educate and inform not only home buyers but also realtors too. Because there's there's a lot of intricacies and and you know specifics that do come with the VA loan. Um, so, you know, trying to help all these people, um, you know, not get uh, misinformed and, and try to really just uh, benefit the most out of it um, has definitely been a a huge goal of mine and and I really, really look forward to, uh, you know, years to come. Yeah, so
0: I see your uh, videos on LinkedIn just about every day and they are very informative and very helpful. So if you're not on LinkedIn or on social media, um, you know, I recommend at least picking one. Uh, which, which social media
1: sites or, or apps are you on, Bill? So uh, I'm trying to be on all of them. Um, it, it is difficult. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. To you know, constantly produce content, um, but right now I'm trying to put out two videos a day, uh, one in the morning and then one like evening time <clears throat> um, on all platforms. So I'm on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Um and I'm thinking about getting on YouTube but again just like you know, I, I would rather I would rather at least put out content on a few of them and not get, you know, sidetracked or, or um you know disgruntled about it because it, it takes it does take a lot of time and a lot of effort. So um uh, before I jump onto YouTube I wanna, you know, make sure that I, I get the rest of these platforms down at first.
0: No, I, I totally understand what you're saying because um, I finally joined Twitter um, so I could put out information just about the podcast. Nice. Yeah. And so, you know, that takes a little bit more of my time. And I was also thinking about um, joining YouTube and then just having the video recording of these and loading them up. Um, yeah. But that, but I like doing these podcasts and I like my job, but I still need time to do other things yes. my hobbies that i enjoy doing so mm-hmm. where do i draw the line and for me that was it it's like youtube's just a little bit too much
1: yeah yeah and just just for for an example i mean i i uh, i film most of my videos in the morning before work and then i edit them um at night just in bed <laughs> before i'm actually falling asleep so um so I, there's really like no downtime so you know record in the morning before work and then work you know until five six ish p.m. and then family time in the evening and then when I get to bed hey that's when I start editing so it's it's definitely you know it definitely takes a lot of time and effort so um but again you know just having the goal of trying to help military members and veterans like I kind of keep that in the back of my head when I'm doing this so that kind of keeps me going motivated
0: yeah, so uh, with, with the start of this podcast, I've been approached by a few people uh, to be on the podcast or if I wanted to um, join their organization as an ambassador or represent them. And I just want to make sure that everybody understands that if I have somebody on here or if I'm recommending their business, it's because I think they're an honest business that they're not going to rip you off. Um, because I have been approached by some people, and when I look into it, it's like uh, I'm just going to block you because he sounded a little. I don't know if I would turn my back on you, you know. So <laughs> I, I don't feel comfortable have. They might be nice people. They might be honest. I just mm-hmm. don't know them well enough right. to have them on here and promote them.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so like Bill, if Bill's telling you he can help you, then you may not know me, but I'm saying you can trust Bill. Uh, because he's not going to rip you off. He's a very honest person. And, you know, from the first time I met him, granted it took about two weeks to finally get him to show up to the company (laughs) so I I could meet him. Uh, But after that, it was great. It's like, wow, you know, that last year of of the military, it just seemed like everything was perfect. Like all the right people came in at the right time. So again, I just realized like, hey, it's time to leave because it's not going to get better than this.
1: Yeah, it, it's funny going back to that time too. I I do remember I was, uh, yeah, I I was I was getting a few messages here and there from, uh, you know, a, a first sergeant Rodriguez, and I was like, man, like I'm I'm trying to get to him, but I'm trying to also maintain my, my daily responsibilities and everything. And so yeah, I apologize apologize about that. That's probably a bad first impression, but uh, hopefully, i had, I made up for it uh, after that.
0: No, no. So and people. Never understood why, and I had to explain this to people. It's like, well, I don't didn't know everybody in the unit, right? So if I'm out in Fayetteville and I see somebody getting beat up, I want to make sure that, hey, is that somebody in my unit so <laughs> I can help them out? Or is that just some stranger? If it's some stranger, I'll call 911.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But if it's somebody in my unit, then I'll call 911 and then I'll go help them.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: So I just wanted to at least see everybody's face so I knew who was in my company. Yeah. You know? That was hey, it.
1: That, hey, that's good. That's accountability right there. That's awesome. Um,
0: so, Bill, I, I don't want to take too much of your time because I know you're out there helping a lot of people. Um, so uh, before we sign off, one, do you want to promote what you're doing again just so people – your contact information so if people are interested, they can get in contact with you?
1: Sure, sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. So once again, my name is Bill Mitseff. Uh, spelling my last name, it's M-I-T-S-E-F-F. Uh, I'm with Veterans Lending Group, uh, mortgage lender, and help military members and veterans with their VA home loans. Um, we also help uh, non-military members as well with just regular, you know, regular conventional FHA, USDA loans. So I'm definitely here to to help you uh, begin the process and just help you from you know from uh, application to closing. So um, I'm military myself. I was in for ten years. So I definitely can relate to a lot of a lot of our borrowers in that sense, um, and you know, if, if you guys do want to reach out, uh, I would really appreciate it. You know, I'm I'm not salesy, I'm not trying to pitch anything. Um, we, you know, if, if you guys find better lenders, hey, all for you. But um, I I can say that you won't ever receive better care, um, you know, elsewhere. So, uh, veteran lending groups definitely the way to go, and I can personally help you um, with all your with all your needs in that sense. Um, so again, I'm on all the major social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, if you just search my name, uh, Bill Mitziff, uh it should come up. Um, and then lastly, if you go on Google and type in Bill Mitziff Veterans Lending Group, um, my, my uh, webpage within the company will show up. Um, so you, it'll have my contact information and then an Apply Now button if you would like to apply for a mortgage
0: and you'll know him because he's the handsome fellow with the beard
1: <laughs> oh my gosh i'm loving this beard now uh, this is this is the longest this beard's been in 10 years well yeah 10, 10 and a half 11 years now so it, it's wonderful
0: all right so before we before we go just real quick why the beard
1: uh it, it's almost like a rebellion thing like oh I'm out of the military oh I don't have to shave anymore um and, and just like it's not you know of course like, I'm gonna keep it a professional appearance um uh, so uh you know just just I don't know just doing something that i I haven't been able to do for 10 years yeah maybe you know down the road I, I might shave it or cut it or whatever but just for right now it's just like this is this is my way of of relaxing after the military.
0: Okay. And so as you know, we try to finish every podcast with, you know, on a high note, um, this one wasn't too heavy, but do you have any shout outs for any babies or any, uh, any pets out there?
1: <laughs> uh, it's funny. Right when we start, right before we started this podcast, I said, Hey, uh, you know, I got to lock my dog away really quick because she was about to park. So, uh, I mean, I, you know, pets babies whatever uh like we said we have a baby coming in uh pretty soon here so our house our house will be uh, you know crazy and noisy but um I, again if i could if i could do anything to help you know military members transitioning or just um you know wanting to purchase a home in the future definitely feel free to, feel free to reach out please
0: okay so with that Bill, thank you for being on, and as always, all of you, take care of yourself, you're important, you're special, and take care of yourself mentally and physically. With that, we'll see you next time, zot, 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 and roll tide!